0: This is your first time listening to the Additive Snack podcast You've picked a great first episode. Why? Because today we'll be examining the big picture of Additive manufacturing, the value it can bring to your organization, the best ways to start your additive manufacturing journey, and how AM can improve your competitive advantage. It's sort of a state of the union for additive manufacturing. We'll examine where the industry is right now, how AM can immediately suit your needs and where the next few years of AM will take us. Here to talk about all of that is Willerich Heising, Partner and Associate Director at the Boston Consulting Group. And Willerich's perspective is about as well-rounded as it gets. He leads BCG's European Manufacturing Unit, and he is at multiple consulting projects in the area of advanced manufacturing, digitalization, and Industry 4.0. It's time to take a look at the past, the present, and the future of additive manufacturing. Wilderich, thank you so much for joining us here on Additive Snack. Thank you very much, Fabian. So, Wilderich, as I just mentioned, you've led multiple consulting projects along the entire value chain of of additive manufacturing, and those, of course, include uh, everything from material suppliers to equipment providers, uh, all the way into service bureaus and uh, even the end users of additive manufacturing, uh, even some governmental agencies that you work with. Now, from all of those experiences and all of those consulting projects that you were a part of and that you led, how can additive manufacturing bring value to organizations from your experience?
1: Yeah, Fabian, uh, thank you very much for offering me the chance to give you some, uh, some insights from, from, uh, from my perspective here. And I think that additive manufacturing can bring various advantages to organizations. Uh, specifically, it can generate following value to different departments of a company. Think about sales, so additive manufacturing can really widen the range of products and create products that offer more advantages to the customer. We are now able to serve unmet needs that could not be served before with traditional manufacturing. Take for example aerospace and automotive, where weight reduction is really key and crucial. And additive manufacturing allows us for weight reduction of parts while maintaining the same mechanical properties or even better properties uh, sometimes. Or think about medical, when, when we can have actually customized patient treatment. So think about hip implants, knee implants, prosthesis, and so on and so forth. Or um, let's think about the functional advantages that, that we can integrate, for example, in implants uh, when, we, when we stay with the medical um, area, because they, they might be better in biocompatibility and, and so on and so forth. Or think about jewelry or interior design, so you can really have crazy new designs that are not possible before with traditional manufacturing. But it's not only sales that uh, and, and the new products and the unmet needs that that really benefit from additive manufacturing. When we look into the different departments of a the company, then let's think about R and D and and research and development. And additive manufacturing definitely has a place here because um, in rapid prototyping. Endless manufacturing has been supporting R&D departments for decades, basically, in creating prototypes for quick design iterations. Uh, And we're going a step further now. We can also have functional prototypes today. And um, it allows us to to develop new designs for small batches, basically, um, and allow R&D departments to be very fast and quick in time to market. And then when we think about production, so uh, going now um, to the shop floor, basically, so we, there are a couple of general benefits that we can actually see. So on the one hand side, it's, it's really about having a better cost per piece for small production sizes because we, we can avoid actually to, uh, to have specific tools created for us. And I mean, we can also be very fast to market because uh, those tools that I just mentioned, they typically take quite some time to actually get them manufactured so that you can uh, basically manufacture your parts. And with additive manufacturing, you don't need the tools anymore. You can just go off and print basically. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, you have a lot of production flexibility yeah, when, when it comes to, um, to a decentralized production, for example. Yeah? So um, you can really have a, a global supply chain where you have a decentralized, spots can be as decentralized as hospital or battlefields and so on and so forth. So really, in a nutshell, um, additive manufacturing really brings significant advantages to organizations um, and allows a complete new
0: dimension of design freedom. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting. And now you've, you've been with BCG for a long time now, and you've seen various uh, production optimization and uh, industry 4.0 projects. Now if you look, at, look back at your journey, and if you look at we additive manufacturing now, how has additive manufacturing changed over the past years? And has the current market environment with uh, COVID-19 being on uh, a major disruptor to supply chains also? Changed additive manufacturing in a way that uh, just recently uh, we might look at additive manufacturing from a different perspective. Yeah, and yeah, that's a
1: very good question. Actually, I mean uh, that was quite a successful growth story of additive manufacturing when we look at the at uh, at the past years. And of course, there was also some hype involved with that with that mm-hmm. growth. But uh, nevertheless, we have seen quite good growth rates over the past years. And um, for example, I mean, just a few days ago, we had the Formnext fair now this time for the virtual, but, uh, but when you compare that to the last and, and when you look basically at the last three, four fairs, then you see that the space basically doubled basically each time that fair was taking place and so much new ideas basically came there and was were offered there. So um, quite, a, quite an impressive growth story basically. But now with the COVID pandemic crisis, actually additive manufacturing has hit threefold. On the one hand side, it's target industry struggle. The second element is that there is a specific demand drop for 3D printed applications. And third, um, the additive manufacturing industry itself faces budget cuts um, where, when, when we have to think about how we actually survive as a company, as a 3D printed company. So let's look into that a bit, bit more detail. So uh, looking at the target industries, we see that major users of additive manufacturing are hit hard by the economic downturn. Think about aerospace, or where we see that uh, actually, aircrafts are grounded, and uh, only you know twenty, thirty percent of of the aircraft actually are flying. Or think about automotive, uh, that that also has taken uh, quite quite a strong hit over the year, uh, over the the past year and the past month. But also healthcare, which is one of uh, one of the um, also prime prime areas where additive manufacturing is used, uh, we see quite a drop because there are a lot of Planned surgeries that have been postponed. So think about the knee operation with the new knee implant and so on. Mm-hmm. So those things that have been postponed. And when we then go to the second dimension, basically, this was uh, this was specific demand drop for certain 3D printed applications. So um, what we see here is that in the target industries who struggle, they also, I mean, try to cut their cost. And what we see is that um, less budget is spent on innovation, innovative technologies like additive manufacturing, for example. Yeah? And the general theme across the industries is basically that, uh, um, or across AM, is that it's today still predominantly used as a prototyping technology. And um, and R&D bud- budgets are typically those that are also uh, cut first. Yeah? And and in, this, in light of the smaller R&D budgets, um, that of course has a direct impact on the additive manufacturing market. And then. The third element where the additive manufacturing industry itself faces some budget cuts. So when we look into the press, we have seen that basically there are some cost-saving initiatives and additive manufacturing players ongoing. um, And these cost initiatives will also hit their R&D budgets. And that is actually slowing down the technology development. And consequently, additive manufacturing will not open up as quickly to new applications as we have anticipated before. And while the first two elements, I think we will have a rather quick uh, quick uh, recovery um, on the third element, and um, that that might be um, a more medium to long term harm to uh, when we delay the adoption of additive manufacturing. Well, when we look at some market figures here, so pre-COVID, we expected the market in 2020 to be roughly 14 billion all in, uh, 14 billion US dollar all in, that is including material, including equipment, including services, Um, growing from in 19 12 billion US dollar. Um, However, with that COVID impact that we see today, the market, the additive manufacturing market will decline in 2020. Actually, it's the first decline since we had the financial crisis in 2008, 2009. And what we predict is that we'll drop down to 10 billion uh, from uh, basically uh, 1919, 12 billion. So quite quite a bit of a hit there, Um, but there's still hope. Uh, so, if additive manufacturing really follows a clear value imperative and is clearly able to demonstrate the value that additive manufacturing brings to the users, and I mentioned that at the beginning, um, the additive manufacturing industry will recover and will reach its pre crisis uh, levels already in twenty-one, twenty-two, And then from there on, we see basically a strong growth momentum of roughly 20% per year uh, to the end of the decade. Yeah? Um, but let me make that point on the value imperative a bit, a bit or let's stress that point a bit. So what we've also seen um, is that um, often the additive manufacturing players were driven by the technology and um, and now it's a time to really rethink how you want to offer uh, things to the market and also the end users will will experience that. They will decide for additive manufacturing if they really see a clear value proposition. And in order to do so, I think uh, that is is the thing that that, uh, the additive manufacturing players have to drive forward and I think EOS is also a very good example in that. Is in creating ecosystems, in creating partnerships with, with other players that you pull on board, to make the offering broader and to have a competing and uh, value proposition that you that you give to the clients and the customers of technology.
0: Those are those are really great insights into the market. And uh, yeah, I can only mirror that. That yes, of course, a lot of manufacturing, such as um, all other manufacturing industries, has. Has seen a hit due to COVID and the slowdown of the of the manufacturing industry as its whole. Well, if I think about the people out there who are, you know, also looking at additive manufacturing as a potential solution to accelerate out of the COVID nineteen pandemic and out of this 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 crisis, and now use this time to set themselves up for for success. Right? And as you mentioned. The industry will recover and the industry will accelerate in the next uh, two to three years. Now, if I am now a CEO or an engineer that is investing in additive manufacturing or wants to invest in additive manufacturing, how do I now start this this process? How do I investigate if additive manufacturing adds value to my value chain? Uh, As you mentioned, there are certain verticals that uh, can benefit highly of this new technology. How do do I identify where to start? How do I put together a strategy that's not only short-term, but has a long-term impact on my operations and on my uh, competitive advantage? That is a very
1: good question and I think it's uh, it's a very relevant question to a lot of uh, folks out there basically. So uh, the typical uh, suggestion that I give is start with a pilot case, run a pilot case. So identify use cases that truly bring value to the customer. um, of, of your product, basically, in terms of cost, in terms of speed to market, in terms of obsolescence management, functional improvement, or new product creation. Yeah? So really validate um, that the customer values the benefits of uh, of that product that you created with ed- or that you could create with additive manufacturing. So so first you you need to basically screen your uh, screen your um, your your landscape of of parts or offerings that you have, and really think through where you can actually bring an edge to that product and where you can improve that product when you think about additive manufacturing. And in order to do that, um, first of all, we have to identify the um, appropriate additive manufacturing technologies. So we have to do a tech screening, basically. And when we, when we look out there, there are a dozen different technologies and, um, and all have their pros and cons. All of these technologies have their right to exist. So you really have to understand, basically, um, um, the impact of a technology on uh, on cost, scalability, delivery speed, and those kind of things. Um, for example, to this to this end, we have developed so BCG has developed a a end of manufacturing tech screening tool. But there are also other tools out there. So I'm, I don't want to market our tool too much. But basically, what it does is mm-hmm. that that you look into different variables um, uh, for the for for uh, for each of these individual products that you see, and then basically. In the tool, you, will, um, you can look into your entire product portfolio and quickly scan, basically, which products are suitable for additive manufacturing, which products are not that suitable for additive manufacturing. You know? And then it is about basically identifying, um, once you've identified the products that are, that are suitable, then it's about identifying the right technology for that and um, to really um, conduct a technology assessment, understand what are the, the pros and cons that the technology brings, and there are also, I mean, um, you're not alone for that. There are several units or several folks out there that can help you in, in, in basically then identifying the right technology. Uh, when I think about, uh, when I think about your company, you also have basically a, a unit which, which does that consulting service there, and there are others out there that help basically also the users when they identify products that, that would be interesting to, to help them choose the right technology and material combination. and then basically when you have that then you have to run a detailed cost-benefit analysis because at the end of the day you want also to make some money if you're there as a as a user of the technology and you want to make sure that actually there's a cost benefit that that you do uh, or a general benefit that you that uh, your part brings Um, but then you also have to assess your internal capabilities to handle additive manufacturing and potentially you need to upskill also your workforce where necessary um, and then you, you run that test pilot with a with, single you know, machine. And then when, when this is successful, you scale that further. Yeah? So start small from a nucleus and then scale that. And basically, um, when, when basically your organization has had some first experiences in additive manufacturing, extend it to other production areas, extend it to other, uh, other parts and portfolios where appropriate. And then uh, the current pilot area then can act as a center of excellence for other, other players, basically, in that, uh, or other uh, areas in your company. And then, um, basically, ensure that, uh, that you stay close to the customer um, who buys your product to understand how he actually perceives that, how he values that, and then bring back that feedback into, uh, yeah, into your scalar.
0: That's a very good description of, of a actually a very complex process that, that can take multiple years, but I think it's very important for people out there to understand that you know, there is a roadmap that, that they can follow in order to have a higher success rate or a higher success rate uh, when implementing additive manufacturing, not only as a prototyping technology, but also as a production technology. Now, I think one thing that you, you mentioned in the beginning is to, to analyze part portfolios and to analyze um, uh, where, where, and, uh, analyze those parts based on certain requirements. Um, what we like to do, and I think what, what's very interesting, is to also look at it from a perspective of challenges, which means within all of these value chain verticals that you mentioned, sales, R&D, production, what are the current challenges that you really struggle with as an organization? And looking at these challenges and diving deeper into these challenges by asking yourself is, if can additive manufacturing potentially solve this challenge and what we've experienced is that asking yourself this question is very powerful because a you will get immediate support from different parts of the organization if you're able to solve a pain that they're experiencing uh, currently, mm-hmm. uh, and b it's also very it's easy to calculate a value that uh, relieves a challenge internally, um, whereas sometimes it is difficult to calculate an additional value for a new opportunity it might not be proven out in the market. Is that something that you also experience in, in your projects? Absolutely, so uh, I can fully, fully agree to that. So
1: um, I think you always have come from the pain points um, to, to identify basically these unmet needs and to identify the sweet spots for a new technology like additive manufacturing. And um, so my credo is here that um, we don't do technology or additive manufacturing because it's cool or it's sexy or so. But really, because we solve an issue, we solve a concrete business problem with that, yeah? um, or a, com- mm-hmm. a concrete challenge that uh, that our customers have, and um, and with that in mind, we then can find really the the value that that additive manufacturing can generate. Yeah? But it's definitely we have to start with that point and to find that that, that challenge.
0: Glad we're we're on the same page there. Um, now- what I'm really interested in is to to hear your opinion about the future of ad manufacturing Not the, the two years that you already mentioned, but the next five years, maybe even 10 years if you can go that far. Because yeah. you, of course, are so involved in factory of the future concepts and projects. You're involved in Industry 4.0 environment and implementation projects. And you have a really good overview in the, over those technologies. So where do you see additive manufacturing play a role uh, in that in those environments and where will additive manufacturing be in your opinion in the next 5 yeah. to 10 years yeah and and
1: uh, let let that uh, that extend maybe even to the next 15 years or so 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 actually i think the future for additive manufacturing is rather bright here so um we have done some projections in terms of the market and where the market will will develop to um and when we think about when we think 10 15 years out so I truly think that additive manufacturing will will, will play um, a role, a significant role also in the global manufacturing market. Um, and um, so looking at you know the, the huge manufacturing market that's out there, we think additive manufacturing can take at least one percentage point basically of this huge market. But then uh, one percentage point might might sound a bit, bit, bit low, but at the end we are speaking about 250 to 350 billion. U.S. dollar market in additive manufacturing in the next uh, 15 years probably, um, so that is a massive number actually, and um, and that of course um, uh, is well and and maybe one step back here. so so and I think additive manufacturing will not crowd out traditional manufacturing. So the key mm-hmm. is here to to have those technologies, traditional technologies and additive manufacturing go hand in hand and um, and and complement each other, uh, and then we can. Re- we can create a win-win situation for end users for customers of products for manufacturers of, uh, of products and also for the additive manufacturing industry um so the one thing is i see a strong growth here uh, but of course there are a couple of things that um that we have to overcome more, uh, or some challenges that we have to overcome and that we have to solve as an additive manufacturing uh, community basically on the one hand side um we we need to basically increase um build rates and we need to improve our machines and, and equipment that we have constant improvement in the build rates that we increase the production accuracy and that we also expand um, the art of the possible in terms of materials and alloys that we use for additive manufacturing today To really have an answer to, to a lot of the questions and to a lot of the pain points and problems that, that are unsolved but i think it allows us to um, to really combine a factory of the future to make that smart factory vision a reality when we combine different technologies that we put under the umbrella for example of industry 4.0 and the fourth industrial revolution and additive manufacturing can play a crucial role in that when it comes to automate automation and when it comes to um, basically automated parts um, uh, delivery also from one station to the next station and then uh, creating the parts where you have sort of a hybrid system as well and and i think additive manufacturing and additive manufacturing equipment machinery is just a perfect addition in that in that vision of a industry 4.0 smart factory. And, um, and I think um, there are a couple of very interesting, let's say smart factory and factory of the future concepts out there. I mean, I mean your company also has a very interesting one that you showed basically two years ago on the Next Fair, which, which I thought was very interesting there are a couple of other players out there who, who actually have that industrializing spirit here and industrialization spirit so that that makes me believe that we are truly at the verge of industrialization now with additive manufacturing and ready to go the next step here
0: yeah that's 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 uh, that's a viewpoint that i also share and and as you mentioned i think we're just on the verge of of of, of a really of, of a revolution within the revolution almost right Mm -hmm. where where additive manufacturing really then flips the switch into a more industrialized and more automated way of of operating the equipment and also communicating within a whole manufacturing environment as you mentioned where additive manufacturing will never eliminate conventional manufacturing technologies It, it will and already does and has to play a role in in that manufacturing environment and ecosystem to complement those technologies by adding additional capabilities that are just not possible with conventional technologies. Wilderich, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for all of these incredible insights. To learn more about Wilderich and the Boston Consulting Group, please visit bcg.com. Our time for today is up, but we have another great episode coming up. On the next episode of Addout Snack, we'll welcome Brad Rothenberg the founder and CEO of Entopology. Brad and I will discuss the do's and the don'ts of product design for 3D printing. You hear a lot about the design freedom that AM enables for designers and engineers. But what's the best way to make use of that design freedom? What are the best tools for the job? And what can your organization achieve through AM design innovation? Tune in to the next episode to find out. And until then, thank you for listening to Add Out of Snack.